Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. There have been multiple coronavirus variants circulating around the globe since COVID-19 first emerged as a threat some 18 months ago. The latest one to create concern is the Delta variant, first detected in December of 2020. Considered around 60% more transmissible than the already highly infectious Alpha variant, Delta has spread to at least 80 countries, including the United States, and is now the UK's most dominant strain, responsible for 91% of new cases. Designated by the World Health Organization, or WHO, as a global variant of concern, Delta is responsible for the second deadly wave of infections that have decimated India, a country that on June 9th reached a world-record daily high of more than 6,000 deaths in one day. So let's talk about how these variants work. The novel coronavirus disease, or COVID-19, is caused by a single species of virus known as SARS-CoV-2. When the original virus, also called normal or wild-type, replicates or copies itself, the sequence of its molecules, called nucleotides, sometimes changes from the original virus. These changes are called mutations. Most of the time, these variations make the virus weaker. But sometimes they can make the virus stronger, more contagious, or more resistant to the actions of our immune systems. These variations of the wild-type virus, or variants, catch the eye of health officials in the global SARS-CoV-2 laboratory network at the WHO's Virus Evolution Working Group. The group is tasked with quickly detecting variants and assessing their possible impact. Delta is the fourth global variant of concern that WHO has identified since the pandemic began. The three others, Alpha, Beta, and Gamma, were first identified in the United Kingdom, South Africa, and Brazil, respectively. Delta was first identified in India. The WHO began naming these coronavirus variants after letters of the Greek alphabet to simplify the scientific names, which I have not included here because they're long chains of letters and numbers, and also to avoid stigmatizing the countries from where the new strains originate. The Delta variant has become a variant of concern due to some mutations in its spike protein, which form the spiky-looking protrusions on the surface of the virus, which inspired the name coronavirus to start with, and which, in our bodies, penetrate our cells and cause infection. At least four different mutations in the Delta variant have been associated with faster spread and or higher infectivity, based on previous variants with similar mutations. And it also seems to give people different symptoms. With the original, wild coronavirus, you can expect to have symptoms including fever or chills, cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fatigue, muscle or body aches, loss of taste or smell, nausea or vomiting, or diarrhea. However, the Delta variant appears to be slightly different. Data gathered from the UK's Zoe COVID Symptom Study app showed that people in the UK described headaches, sore throats, runny noses, and fever to be the most prevalent symptoms. Blood clots are also a concerning complication of COVID-19, but a cardiologist in Mumbai, India, told Bloomberg that he's seen a surprising number and type of blood clots in recent COVID-19 patients across age groups with no past history of abnormal clotting, and that he and his colleagues suspect it's a result of the Delta variant. However, it is important to note that these observations are anecdotal and not based on scientific research at this time. 
The mRNA vaccines are proving their worth in countries where shots are more readily available. India, although home to the world's largest vaccine manufacturer, is struggling with a major internal shortage of shots. A little more than 10% of the country's population has received just one vaccine. In the United States, as of late June, just over half, or 53.03%, of the U.S. population was fully vaccinated, and both new cases of COVID-19 and related deaths have been trending downward. But in a White House COVID-19 response team press briefing on June 22nd, Dr. Anthony Fauci, chief medical advisor to the president, said cases of the Delta variant have doubled in about two weeks. In early May, the Delta variant accounted for just 1.2% of cases, he said. And now it accounts for 20.6%. He said that the U.S. seems to be following the same pattern as the U.K., where the Delta variant became dominant very quickly and now makes up 99% of cases there. The dominant strain in the U.S. is currently the Alpha variant, but Fauci warned that Delta could soon become the dominant strain in the U.S. as well and said that it's, quote, currently the greatest threat in the U.S. to our attempt to eliminate COVID-19. One age group where cases are climbing the most is among 12 to 20-year-olds. One reason may be because this age group has been among the last to get vaccinated. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Dr. Paul Gepfert, a professor of medicine at the University of Alabama in Birmingham and an expert in vaccine design. He said, Initially, we try to vaccinate our older population, and rightfully so, and we're seeing the benefits of that in decreased hospitalizations. But now we're seeing infections that are mainly in younger people, and we're focusing on the fact that it's not a completely benign infection in younger people. They're not as at risk, but they have problems too with this, and some of them get really, really sick. It's too early to say for sure whether approved COVID-19 vaccines protect against the Delta variant, but early data is promising. According to a preprint study conducted in the UK, one dose of the two-dose Pfizer vaccine provided about 33% protection against the Delta variant. Two doses were 88% effective. No data has been published to date on the efficacy of the other two vaccines approved by the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, for emergency use in the U.S., being the two-shot Moderna vaccine or the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine against the Delta variant. But Fauci said in that June 22nd press briefing that he believes in the vaccine's efficacy. Quote, the effectiveness of the vaccines, in this case two weeks after the second dose of Pfizer, was 88% effective against the Delta and 93% effective against the Alpha when you're dealing with symptomatic disease. We have the tools, so let's use them and crush the outbreak. However, the CDC notes that the Delta variant might be able to avoid the antibodies that our bodies produce after a vaccination or a coronavirus infection. And for those who do get infected, the monoclonal antibody treatments, or treatments for those who have COVID-19, might be less effective against the Delta variant. And that's scary, because a study published on June 14th in the science journal The Lancet found that those infected by the Delta variant were about twice as likely to be hospitalized than those infected by the Alpha variant. Both Moderna's and Pfizer's COVID vaccines are made using mRNA technology. Previous studies have shown that a full double dose of Pfizer's or Moderna's vaccine provides 95% and 94% protection against the original virus, respectively. 
Johnson & Johnson's one-shot vaccine, which uses a modified adenovirus, was found 72% effective against the wild-type virus. Gepfert said, These vaccines are remarkable. Even in older adults, it works really, really well, which is unusual for most any vaccine that we have. So that's just remarkable. Today's episode is based on the article, Delta Variant May Be the Greatest Threat Eliminating COVID-19, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Jennifer Walker-Journey. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 